Episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 65, and I'm Alex Beaudry. All alone today for this midweek episode. Haven't done one of these in a while. Um, but I plan on focusing on the news that's coming out of LA, and there's plenty to talk about with the Rams. They've uh, extended both Aaron Donald and Cooper Cut. Uh, with the Aaron Donald extension, he gets three, essentially three for 95 tacked on, becoming the first non-quarterback to average more than $30 million per year. It's about $31.6 million if you <clears throat> annualize it over three years. And the Rams become the first NFL team to have two players over the $30 million threshold, the other obviously being... Uh, Matthew Stafford. So we'll break down his contract. And then yesterday, uh, Cooper Cup got the bag, well-deserved, and actually a very team-friendly deal in today's wide receiver market. He added three years onto his deal, essentially giving him a five-year contract for $110 million at $22 million per year. That's a steal for someone who just won the Triple Crown in wide receiver metrics, yards, catches, and touchdowns. Um, So we'll look at his contract extension, although the details are still a little fuzzy as they're coming out. Um, But we can just talk about the ramifications about that. And then lastly, kind of look at the concept of the salary cap. Because if you were on Twitter yesterday, uh, (laughs) the salary cap has been compared to Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny in that it's not real. Saw a great NFL meme, I think is on the Twitter account, NFL Memes where it's the scene from Wolf of Wall Street and you got Matthew McConaughey calling it Fugazi. It's just, you know, not even real. Uh, (laughs) So we'll talk about that and what I think about it moving forward and what it does for the market in these these two things. So first, uh, let's talk Aaron Donald. And if you go to SpotTrack.com, they did a great job of breaking it down um, in terms of cash flow and you know, uh, where he ranks and in different categories. And it's, it's a really good breakdown. So I would encourage you to check out spottrack.com. So Aaron Donald, who is 31, who was mulling retirement signs a three-year extension. It's essentially a two-year, uh, uh, contract. So for 2022 and 2023 with the closest thing to a player option that I've ever seen. So, there's guarantee mechanisms now. He gets signing bonus and other things in this year. And then there's also a guarantee mechanism in 2023. Um, and then if he wants to play in 2024 for that third year, it'll vest in March. So really early in the in the off season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call that almost like a player option where if he wants to come back, you know, by early March, that that 2024 salary is going to guarantee this is the closest thing closest thing to a three-year fully 95 million dollar fully guaranteed deal that we have seen and um it's fantastic for both him and the market so from a cash flow perspective um aaron donald's going to get just over 31 million dollars that's about a little bit more than double than he was set to earn 
Uh, he was about to get 14.25, so he's now going to get $31 million in cash. And then <clears throat> another $28.5 million to be made in 2023, which will get you that $60 million number, which was first reported. And then in 2024, which um, locks $5 million will lock in in March of 2023, and then the rest becoming fully guaranteed in March of 2024. That gets you to the 95 million, so 35 million dollars in cash in 2024. So, <clears throat> you know, three years, 95 million dollars, practically guaranteed. I mean, if the Rams are going to move on after two years, they would have to do it very early in the off season. Um, very well deserved contract for truly once in a generation player at the defensive tackle position. So, you know, a little bit of the structure, he gets $46.5 million fully guaranteed at signing, which is a $25 million signing bonus, uh, $1.5 million base salary, $5 million roster bonus, and a $13.5 million 2023 roster bonus. So they did add two void years on the end of this contract, so it looks like a five-year deal. So that $25 million signing bonus will be spread out over each year, $5 million per year in terms of salary cap purposes. In next March, $18.5 million will fully lock in. And then uh, via a $13.5 million base salary and a $5 million roster bonus for 2024. Should he or the Rams decide to call it quits after 2023. It's a two-year, $65 million contract. Um, as Spotrex says here, that $5 million is a nice little parting gift with no offset language. So that's where the two for 65 comes in. If he sticks around for 2024, $30 million becomes fully guaranteed in March of 2024 by way of $10 million base and a $20 million option bonus. So every dollar of this contract is either guaranteed at signing or comes with some form of early vesting. And again, this is directly from spot track uh the salary cap hits this is where it gets a little interesting he's got a salary cap hit of 24 million dollars this year 38 million dollars uh in 2023 31.1 million in 2024 and then 23.3 in 2025 which will be void year dead cap so 38 million dollars next year is a whopping number um the rams will certainly have some ability to add on void years and convert some to signing bonus and extend it out again, playing with the salary cap numbers. Um, but, and they probably will to get that 38 down. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a salary cap hit over 35 million for a non quarterback player. Um, so they'll probably restructure that deal and kick some salary into future years, but eventually, you know, it's going to come time to pay the piper and, you know, people saying it's, you know, the salary cap's not real, and I'll get into this at the end. Eventually, you got to pay. So whether it's in 2025 or um, whenever Aaron Donald decides to walk away, the more you kick out into future years, the more it's going to hit you at the end. And, you know, the Rams might not care. They might be looking at a three-year window here where they can kind of create a mini dynasty. And if they suck in five years because they have all this dead cap, then so be it. Um but we're, they're kind of pushing their chips to the middle, and you got players like Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. You try and make it happen so that you can get back to another Super Bowl. So that's a little bit about the Aaron Donald contract. 
you know, Spot Track lists out the impact of it. And, you know, they talk about new guys who are up for contracts like the Titans, Jeffrey Simmons, the Broncos, Bradley Chubb, Packers, Rashawn Gary, um, where their agents may be looking at an uptick in value based on this contract. The teams that those respective teams, the Titans, the Broncos, and the Packers, I think are going to be looking at look, that's Aaron Donald. That is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's been to the Pro Bowl every year in the league. He's been an all pro most of the seasons, if not all of them. Like that's that's different. Um <clears throat> so we'll see where where, where those pass rushers land in terms of their market value. But man, um, for a non-quarterback to get three years, 95 million, most of it guaranteed uh, with some early vesting options, it's fantastic for the players. It's fantastic for the league. Well, the teams might not think so, but it's, um, it's great for the players and it's great, most importantly, for Aaron Donald, who I think finally gets his true value because he is a dominant force in the middle of that uh, defensive line there in Los Angeles. So that is the Aaron Donald signing. <clears throat> 24 hours later, the Los Angeles Rams r- extended Cooper Cup. He is 29, coming off a record year. And he is getting extended for somewhere in the neighborhood, and I'm saying somewhere in the neighborhood because it's a little bit up in the air, but he's getting extended for three for about $75 million. So they're taking his current contract, adding on three years. So his new deal is essentially going to be $110 million over five years. In terms of average annual value, it's a steal. $22 million is a bargain for a wide receiver of his caliber. Uh, you look at Tyreek Hill, who got four for 120. Uh, Devontae Adams got, I have it up here, uh, five for 141, average annual value of 28.25. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is in that 27.5 average annual value. A.J. Brown got four for 100. So he's down the line there in terms of average annual value. What I will say is worth it for Cooper Cup is that he has the highest guaranteed money out of every wide receiver. So according to The Athletic here, this new extension comes with $75 million fully guaranteed. And that's my co-star Riley there. Um, So that $75 million guaranteed number is the highest in the league. Uh, Tyreek Hill got $53 million guaranteed at signing. He does get another $19.6 million guaranteed next year. So that puts that at about $72 million. Uh, Devontae Adams had about $55 million in um, guaranteed money. So while his overall quote-unquote value is less than some of these other wide receivers, he's practically guaranteed to see 75 million of it. So fantastic for him. He He's come out and said he wanted something that was quote unquote fair. So you knew the Rams were going to get somewhat of a bargain. Um, but I love what his agent did in getting the most guaranteed. If you've listened to this podcast, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, you, you'll see some of these guys get huge deals, but you know, none of it's guaranteed. So then if the team wants to move on, they move on, and there's 
really nothing there for the athlete. <clears throat> Cooper Cup doesn't get that. He's tied for the next five years to L.A., likely to retire a Ram. And he's going to get at least $75 million over the next five years with a chance to earn all 110 of that. Uh, hard to argue with that logic. Uh, the Rams win. Cooper Cup wins. Everybody's a winner. So um, I think both sides are probably pretty happy with, with that contract. Okay. This will lead to the conclusion of... Um, is the salary cap real? And I was getting into this with uh, Mr. Brian Klemecki via text message. Um, yesterday, you know, because he was claiming that the salary cap's not real. And it's, it's it, I, I get the argument. You got guys like Stafford getting paid 40 a year, Aaron Donald getting 30, now Cooper Cup getting 22. When you look at the average annual value of these contracts, you know, you, you wonder how do you build out a roster behind it? I think the perfect example to look towards is the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints have been famous, and I mean famous, for restructuring deals and then just kicking the can down the road. So I have their salary cap sheet, again, according to SpotTrack.com up here. And for example, this year, Michael Thomas is their highest cap hit at 13 million. Cam Jordan's at 12, um, and then Marshawn Lattimore is at eight, and it goes down from there. So you look at this roster, and despite some of the contracts they have, they're really not paying much in terms of salary cap for this year. So it, it goes to show like, hey, the salary cap's not real. But then you look at their dead cap numbers. Because they have shifted so much money around, Michael Thomas has a dead cap hit this year of $38 million. Cameron Jordan, $34 million. Marshawn Lattimore, $52 million. Ryan Ramchick, $48 million. Andrus Pete, $23.5 million. David Anamata, $16.8 million. Alvin Kamara, $25.5 million. Demario Davis, $16.8 million. Taysom Hill, $28.9 million. Jameis Winston, $15.2 million. On and on and on we go. Chris Olave, although he's a rookie, he's not going to get cut. Tyron Matthew, $18 million. So you start to look, and if they wanted to move on from any one of those players, they're paying huge dead cap numbers. And you put that in the context of a guy like Michael Thomas, who really hasn't played over the last two years, if he is unable to get back to form, the Saints are stuck. You know, If they want to move on from him, even next year, Let's see what it would be next year. <clears throat> they decide to move on from him after this season. He still carries a dead cap hit of $25.4 million. And he's going to be 30. So you're kind of stuck there unless you want to eat that money and pay a wide receiver, wide receiver one money to no longer be on your team. Same would be true for like a guy like Elvin Kamara. And I know it's blasphemous to even think that a team would want to move on. Um, but the running back position is brutal. It's hard on the body. Kamara's 26, which is hard to say as a 32-year-old who feels like he's 80, but 26 is old in the NFL for a running back. You know, if they want to move on from him before next year, it's $19. million to keep him on the roster. Again, will they likely do that? No. But as a team, to manage the cap, it gives you fewer options. Um Ryan Ramchick, who they just re-signed. Again, probably not going to move on. He's only 28. 
But next year, if they want to move on from him, $40 million dead cap number. And if the Rams can, or excuse me, if the Saints continue to do what they do, they'll probably restructure him next year and kick more money down the road. So, you know, people say the salary cap's not real because you can just, you know, restructure deals, kick signing bonuses out into future years. And, you know, you get a guy like Aaron Rodgers who restructured his deal and he's got like a base salary of like a million dollars and, you know, his signing bonus proration is very low. And you go, yeah, but, you know, it doesn't really count. Eventually, you have to pay the piper. And there will be a time that the Saints are going to have to do it, whether it's next year, two years from now, but, you know, their window is going to shut and they're going to be stuck with either some of these players who are a little bit past their prime or they're going to have to move on and you're going to have to find it with cheaper talent because you're, you're going to owe a guy like Michael Thomas $25 million to not be on your team. So the salary cap is real. Teams choose to handle it in different ways. For example, the Packers just don't do guaranteed deals after around, after the first year so that they can cut a guy whenever they want. Uh, and then you got the opposite, like the Saints, who will restructure deals and continue to add on void years and do whatever they can to worry about next year, next year, and let's win this year. Um, and, you know, it's just different philosophies. But the salary cap is real. And, you know, another perfect example this year is when the um, Giants had to move on from Bradbury. You know, really nice corner, but they were in salary cap trouble, so they just cut him for salary cap reasons. And worse for the Giants is he decides to go to their uh, hated rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll probably start there, and the Eagles will probably be playing in the playoffs, and the Giants will probably be picking in the top 10 next year. So salary cap management matters. Um, You know, these GMs and presidents and salary cap guys, they need to be planning three to five years out, and some teams choose to slow that window down to maybe one or two years and figure the rest out later, but the salary cap is real, and these teams will eventually have to pay the piper. And if they don't, then you can tell me I'm wrong, but I look at, like, the Saints, and I know I've been saying it for, like, two years, but how do they continue to operate like this with some of these guys? And they're going to either be stuck or have to figure it out, and we'll see where that goes. So that's my little rant on the salary cap. Um. I hope you all enjoyed it, and we'll have maybe Mike back in the booth this weekend. Um, If not, we will for sure have Mr. Brian Klemecki to break down, I believe we're doing the AFC North next week, uh, which with the Deshaun Watson news, which will just not go away, um, we'll have plenty to to talk about there. So uh, give me a follow on Twitter, Impact Sports Management, Instagram, Impact Sports underscore football and um, keep the conversation going there, and we'll talk to you all this weekend. Later. Later.